Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, queer talkers. The first and only global award ceremony celebrating LGBTQ plus video gaming is back. The Gaming Awards, presented by Twitch, returns for its second year this April, and for the first time ever, they're coming into real life, with the show being held at the iconic Troxy Theatre in East London. General admission ticket holders, prepare yourself for an evening of shenanigans, as CEX proudly sponsors the CEX Circle. Not only will there be giveaways to take home, but also an exclusive in-person nerdy drag pre-show by the iconic collective Sybil's House. Ooh, and that's not all. Sashay over to the White Swan, where you'll be greeted by your host Aubrey Wodonga and DJ Grace Shush, who oh, I love them, who will guarantee a stellar after party. There's a limited number of general admission tickets available, and 20% of all ticket sales go to the It Gets Better project. For more information, visit gamingawards.com. Hello, and welcome to Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a regular dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I was there at the birth of Hai. <laughs> I believe so. I believe so. And it has inspired us forevermore. Now, I know you thought Mufsin and I were all of the comedy and musical talent that you needed in your life. We haven't forgotten your attempt at a Mariah Carey whistletoe, Mufsin. But today is going to be slightly different. Yes, today is an absolute dream come true. We're joined by Drag Race winner and royalty Jinx Monsoon and the extremely talented Major Scales ahead of their UK tour of their brand new stage show, Together Again. Again. Again? Again. Again. <laughs> The duo have worked on a number of brilliant shows and albums together, including their 2018 album, The Ginger Snapped. And we cannot wait to actually attend together again, again, uh, in person on Friday. We're really excited to see you in the flesh. Um, it's, it's something that we're, you know, we haven't had the pleasure of before. So we're excited to see what that comes. And uh, the fact that you haven't written the show yet, uh, which you just shared with us, is even more exciting. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what it's going to be? Yeah, we're comedians. Anything we say could be a joke or it could be true. It depends just, on the reaction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the, show, the show's written. Don't worry. Um, it's written. Uh, <laughs> the more you say it, the less I believe it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, so I was just gonna say we did just we did revamp the show for the UK. We um, always consider it a, a special assignment when we perform in the UK because we get to rewrite our references and find British parallels to things that we find funny in America. <laughs> Oh, thank you for adapting it for us. Um, I feel like we would get the US references, but 
you know, we like we like a tailor made show. Sure, for us. no, everyone wants a bespoke show. I think t- 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 tailor made to the audience. Yeah, and just because you get the American references doesn't mean that that's good, you know, mm. because you probably only get those references because you're watching like Big Bang Theory on BBC Four or some shit. <laughs> we have much better <laughs> television than that, I promise. We just we want you to. Feel oh my god, the same. is that what you think we do? <laughs> We've I've seen your television. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite British TV show? Oh, my favorite British oh. TV show, besides Absolutely Fabulous, obviously. Sure. Um, but my of course. favorite show that's still on the air is Come Dine With Me. Mm-hmm. Come Dine With Me and Four to a Bed. I also really like The Chase <laughs> and um, Staff Let's Flats is one of my favorites. But... It, it feels like when you when there's American television on British cable, uh, it's shows that we don't even watch in the states. So you you get like the reject syndication. Like I had never even heard of <laughs> Melissa and Joey until I first came to this. Oh my god, UK. I've watched that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find like the British audience is a harder audience to perform to? Not for us. No, I think we're just <laughs> there's this a particular weirdo wavelength that we seem to connect with. And then that's a huge compliment by the yeah. way, for, for, for all involved. Yeah. I think because <laughs> our humor has always been so dry and absurd and in many ways inspired by British television that we watched as mm. young people. Um, <laughs> I think that we were already kind of writing and performing with a little bit more British sensibility. So actually when we come here, it almost feels like, oh, this is who our audience is. Yes. These limey yeah. Brits. <laughs> In the best you can relax, we get you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, we get you. We're all, we're all a little bit weird. Obviously, referring back to Drag Race, um, which you won, uh, Jinx, you won. I've always admired you for being... Um, <laughs> did you win that? Wait, that was you, right? <laughs> I never finished that season. Um, <laughs> it's still... Oh, oh spoilers, spoilers. Um, I've, I've always admired you for being a kind of underdog on your season and also for being one of the, the weird, uh, and I put that in quotation marks, drag queens that you know people kind of like oh wait you're not you're not blonde skinny doing you know a britney lip sync are you sure you're going to be you know successful you sure people are going to buy this and and i really admire that you you have put that weird and witty out into the world because you're also very intelligent um you're not you're not just a little bit cuckoo and and it and and those two things (laughs) together have produced obviously all of this magic and the reason you're doing this tour I'm, i'm really curious to see you know has that ever held you back like do you ever question that weirdness and go like, when did you learn to accept that, I guess, is the question? I, I think mostly the weirdness held me back in um, terms of like getting a start, you know, kind of getting your foot in the door as a drag queen and as an entertainer. When when you have a hard sell like, hi, I want to do drag and I want to do vaudeville-inspired music and I want to make a bunch of references to old Betty Davis films that people my age haven't typically seen. You know, sometimes it's like uh, producers or fellow performers might think the audience isn't going to go for that. The audience doesn't want to see all of this. But you have to give your audience more credit than that. You have to, like, you have to assume the best of your audience and if you know a clever way of doing everything that i just listed then audiences will be um happy to watch it because 
if the talent's there and if the creativity's there, audiences are happy to see what you've created. And I'll say since Drag Race kind of put what I, the specific things that I'm good at on uh, a, a global stage, not only has it shown me that there's an audience for what I do, but I think it's shown audiences that they might actually enjoy uh, something that's a little more off the beaten path or a little less popular these days. Um, we oftentimes get people coming to our shows because they're a fan of Drag Race and a fan of me from Drag Race, and they don't know that what they're in store for is a high concept one act musical starring a couple of freaks, you know, <laughs> but then they leave the theater that night going, oh, I guess I like high concept yeah. uh, drag theater, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you know, if you get out there and you start waving your freak flag, like we do to an extent, you're going to, you're going to attract people who are like, that's me, or that's a part of me. And, and that's, that's how you find your audience. That's how we've certainly found it here. It's like a well done grinder profile. You know, <laughs> if, if you have a captivating image mm. and, and a blurb that speaks to people, you will find the people You'll who share the same interests as you do, you know. <laughs> Don't worry, Jinx, we were following you. You didn't have to make a grinder <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> I wanted to. It was, yeah. <laughs> Coming back to Jinx Monsoon and Major Scales duo, this isn't the first time you've worked together. Um, so your show together again, again, again. There's only two agains, isn't there? Only two. But the, the show kind of plays on the fact that you are older versions of yourself. You, you're meeting again 45 years later. Um, so could you tell us a bit more about like you two as a duo and also what are the kind of the show and the concepts that we can expect from together again. <laughs> we were just talking about this earlier. You know, we wrote this show, the, the original version of the show in 2019. Um, and it feels like it's, it's more applicable now. We really are together again, again, because we, we, we toured for, for years before the pandemic and, and had a, had a, had a two-year absence, so it really does feel like we're returning to that. We're returning to ourselves. Yeah, whereas before this show was all satire, mm -hmm. now this show is, mm -hmm. um, it's still satirical, but it's also kind of on the nose mm -hmm. because it's all about two performers who used to perform together, and they've come together once more for a reunion tour, mm -hmm. and they're catching up, and that's exactly what we're doing in our real lives as well. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of leaned into that for this for this new iteration of the show and have kind of blurred the lines between uh, satire and reality. And it kind of makes the show work a lot more. I mean, it was a good show before, but I think it's somehow gotten more clever without anything happening other than time passing yeah. and a global pandemic. Am I right to say that the, we can blame the pandemic on you two? It was actually part of the, you know, the marketing and the, and the PR for this show. <laughs> Um, it, I think it might be one of those situations where life imitates art yeah. <laughs> and no one can actually be blamed for it. Well, definitely yeah. <laughs> part, part of our show. Spencer's here. We're trying to pin the whole of COVID on you. <laughs> this is this is the headline right now. I'm, I see it. Jinx Monsoon, responsible, major scales. It, it, made sense. it makes sense for the show. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to hold someone to account. Why not? Why Do not you two? On the show, because you're playing older versions of yourself, do you kind of like do the makeup to make yourself look older? And then at some point are you like, 
this is a bit too real. Like, <laughs> is this going to be our future? There's, there was definitely an aspect of that we played into our, you know, when we first started doing it, we were thinking, what is the worst version of ourselves that our future selves could be? Yeah. And I think we've, we've, it's cartoonish, but we've yeah. found well, ground. I actually, it, for me, for my styling, um, uh, I, I think it is kind of my ideal for mm. what I want to look like as a as a seventy something year old drag queen, but um, it's kind of just fun to imagine and fun to um, to try to take characteristics and traits that we have now and turn them up to a thousand. Um, <laughs> because what I love about old people in general is mm. old people don't give a fuck. They do whatever the fuck they want. They behave however they want because they've made it to this age and God damn it, they get to do whatever they want. Mm. So I've kind of taken that mentality with creating the old Jinx character. And It's it's very Patsy from Ab Fab, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I aspire to be this like bitch that doesn't care when I'm older like this is what I want to be um so bad so I'm excited to see that on stage yeah and the styling I'm really excited about the styling because we kind of imagined ourselves with like future fashion but I took a lot of inspiration from you know um, mature women in my life that really inspire me with their own style and then um my wig maker who's actually um here in london wig chapel uh they had a lot of fun building in the the gray roots into my iconic ginger <laughs> my my standard ginger color that everyone knows me for hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So for this show, what has been the most exciting part of either creating it or performing it for you two? For this show specifically, well, again, for, for me at least, it, it's part of creating the characters. We've mentioned that this show is, it's a retrospective of our lives, a retrospective. A of, hypothetical yes, retrospective. <laughs> hypothetical because none of it's happened yet. We're only talking about things and events that happen in this fake future. So part of the fun was making up what will happen to the world? Luckily, a lot of our version of the future world is that it's gone to shit. And so, so far, we've, we've been pretty accurate in our uh, forecast. I think um, one of my favorite bits in the show is we do a memorial for all the friends of ours who have passed on by the year 2065. Mm -hmm. uh, the show's set in 2065, and 
not everyone will have survived till 2065. And and it was fun coming up with outlandish deaths for some of our favorite people. (laughs) And and finding good old looks for them. uh, Oh, yeah. um, You will get to see aged depictions of some of our dearest friends. (laughs) I can't wait to see that. I love that. I've planned your outlandish death numerous times I've seen every time every time we don't get along or a decision doesn't go my way I'm like how can I plan his death how can I get away with it um, so I think maybe we're on the same page maybe this show might inspire me so go. I'm excited for that maybe you know if it just if it brings a little inspiration <laughs> if Mufsin can't be found next week we'll we'll know why <laughs> so Major Scales, you have been in the industry for a number of years as a musician, writer, and performer. And other than this show, of course, what is the dream for you? You know, I have always enjoyed, I I, I found my biggest enjoyment is working with other people, you know, uh, one-on-one or or a slightly larger, you know, show and and bouncing ideas off of them. So that's why my partnership with Jinx has been one that I've I've carried on for as long as I have. Um, I enjoy doing doing shows with Ben de la Creme. Uh, Several years ago, we we had a Halloween show that we did in Seattle, which was a lot of fun that I was writing music for and performing. As long as I get to do, you know, the things, the, the two or three things that I'm good at, um, I'm happy in life if I'm performing and writing music. And, you know, if in the future I get to use my voice more, we always talk about wanting to do more voiceover work. I would love to be doing some more of that as well. But but really, you know, just whatever can incorporate the only talents I have. Major's also written music for um, other drag queens, including Trinity the Tuck Taylor. If you remember her time on All Stars, she had a song all about tucking, and that was written by Major Scales. You're welcome. No way. Fun fact. (laughs) Thank you for your service. So, you know, love ballads and tucking tips. That's those are my strengths amazing is that the title of your next album (laughs) no but that will be my autobiography (laughs) i can't wait is there is there someone out there that you would you would love to write for that you haven't had the opportunity to oh gosh uh that's that's a really good question i would say yes that person exists if I can't think of them right now, it's because I'm writing for people who I already love writing for. I think you should write for Elvira, Mistress oh, of the Dark. That that's that's a perfect go-to. Um, you should mm-hmm. you should write for uh, who knows? Maybe you'll write a RuPaul song if she ever decides to do a Torch song album. <laughs> I you know through our work together, I was I was able to work with an idol of mine, Fred Schneider from the B52s. And we wrote uh, some songs together, which was nothing I ever saw happening in my life and was so, so glad to get it the was, chance to do. It was very cute. It was like alternate multiverse timeline versions of the same person yes. working together on a song. <laughs> it was in, into the major verse, Fred <laughs> as a future me. Because I always pictured when, once I hit, you know, 65 in real life, I'll probably adopt a a southern sort of drawl. Um, <laughs> what what do you aspire to be when you retire? I mean, I guess we're going to see that in this show. What what is the ideal version of being old? Is that something that scares you? Uh no, I'm very excited to be old. I, I'm not ready to to die, but I'm very yeah. I'm very excited to keep getting older because I 
feel like I've gotten much, much better with age. And at 34, I feel like I look the hottest and (laughs) am having the best time that I've had since college, basically, (laughs) since winning Drag Race. And so I think, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to the days when I'm so old that no one can tell me I am not allowed to do something. So whatever I feel like doing, like, um, I'm sober right now. And, you know, for as a singer, I try to take care of my voice. If I make it to 80, I'm just going to be constantly drunk, chain smoking, doing whatever the (laughs) fuck I want, um, because I made it to 80 and I deserve that. But I don't ever plan on retiring. I want to perform until the day that I die. I want to be an Elaine Stritch or a Joan Rivers and like do a show. My, My ideal death is I do a show and it's just one of those knockout bullseye shows and I feel really, really good. And then I go and I sit down in my dressing room and then I just depart. <laughs> but the kind of thing where she sits down and she's still kind of smiling and her eyes are open and, and no one really knows she's dead for a few minutes. Like. Yeah, they find me the next day pleasantly smiling <laughs> yeah. into my mirror, but I've completely gone stiff with Viggo Mortis. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Such a poetic death. And then I could haunt that dressing room. Oh, yeah. Because there's um, the, the cabaret... Uh, performance venue that we performed in in New York and where we developed a lot of our early work. Uh, Joan Rivers used to perform there and she would have the seven o'clock show and we'd have the nine, uh, nine o'clock show and like two ships in the night, we would pass each other often and catch up with Joan Rivers. Then she passed away and the chefs at that venue swore up and down that they could see her ghost regularly passing through the kitchen to the stage like she used to do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So but um, you just you can't die there though because they don't need two of those. Yeah, they don't need two (laughs) cranky old ladies. But I'd love to haunt the theater for eternity. That would that would be a you have to keep touring the UK so you can die here and haunt one of our theaters, please. Yeah. 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 Soho Theater would appreciate it. We could sell tickets to that. (laughs) Okay. So um, we always like to end the shows on a positive note. I think this whole conversation's actually been really upbeat, uh, which has been phenomenal. And it's, it's been... Um, We're just talking about death. I didn't feel at all morbid for any of that conversation. I was actually quite excited. I'm excited to buy tickets to Jinx's death, you know, death tour. Honestly, the marketing, if marketing are paying attention, honestly, we'll see you in court for this idea that we've just inspired on our show. Anyhow, we love to end on a positive note. So I want, first of all, for you to tell us, but to tell each other what grinds your gears about working with the other person and then to tell us, obviously, what you love most about working with the other person. That is so sweet. Luckily, we tell most of these things to each other all the time. So we've got got a list. (laughs) What grinds my gears is that Major um, makes sound effects for things that I do. Like I'll be like pouring water into a glass and he'll stand next to me and go. (laughs) 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 But the water is already making a sound effect. So I wish he just trusted that the sound effects that things make themselves is enough. Um, I'm helping them along. That's all. I'm adding to it. (laughs) 
I think that's the most polite thing I could say because I was going to say something a little more earnest and I was like, you don't need to go there. Oh, God. And and also because it can be thrown back at me, mm-hmm. you know, like we both No, 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 no. Hold, <laughs> hold the phone. Hold the phone. You can say something a little bit more earnest. Major has to yeah. have a fire lit under him to get work done. But that said, I'm yeah. like, we, we open tomorrow and I've got all this um, uh, this video, video tech work that I still have to work on before tomorrow. Yeah, so That's one you can't throw out right now. Yeah, we both procrastinate. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's why we work well together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the things that grind my gears about Jinx are, are just, you know, general roommate things, you know there's a dish left here there's a there's a there's a food item left here and i i take this as a compliment that i'm very persnickety and so if there is an open thing of food left somewhere it, it sets off all my alarms I, I think i was traumatized by an open jug or something as a kid um. <laughs> well i have to say um you're in for a treat because sober 34 year old jinx is a lot different than uh, drunk 28-year-old oh. Jinx. <laughs> She's easier to live with. <laughs> so what do you love most about each other or working with each other? I'll, I'll say it first. Uh, um, because we have known each other for so long, I, I think it has uh, made this the best you know, working relationship that I have. We are so easily able to play off of each other and you know that works just in having conversations and enjoying each other's company, but also when putting together shows, we're on such the same wavelength oftentimes that we can either finish each other's thoughts, perfect each other's thoughts, know where the other person is going to go. So when I'm writing music, I'm like, oh, this will be a jinx thing. When, when yeah. she's writing script, she knows what Major's going to say. Yeah. It, it's a really nice to be on the same wavelength. Yeah. and. Um, I was, mine is kind of related to that, but um, whether it's for something we're working on or we're just like playing video games and cracking each other up, sometimes we'll like, we'll go down this path with like an idea or a joke or a character we're developing and we can just go back and forth, volleying back and forth, cracking each other up until neither of us can breathe um, because of this stupid, stupid joke that we took too far (laughs) And that's actually how we wrote our yeah. first show, The Vaudevillian. We get some of our best ideas. <laughs> we were just, one night we were cracking each other up, thinking about what it would be like if Britney Spears was performed as a 1920s ragtime number, you know, like, and just singing it back and forth to each other. Um, we cracked ourselves up so much that we were like, hey, maybe there's something to this. Uh, we were just coming up with a parody of the song The Monster Mash yesterday that was getting me together. <laughs> it won't work it won't work over here it'll work in the states so we, we don't want to we don't want to say it now i love this <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous i'm glad that you both uh, after all this time still get along because uh that doesn't that doesn't always happen for uh, everybody that sounded a bit sly spencer mm-hmm. are you talking about us <laughs> um, uh... what i'll say to everyone listening is um good relationships take work chosen family, unconditional love. Uh, These relationships take the decision to stick with this person and to work on the, work on the tough spots. You know, it's not like we're still together 
because we've just had a blissful, perfect relationship. We've put the work in to be better people for each other and to strengthen our partnership. And every time we've looked, stared down the barrel and thought, is this relationship going to stand the test of time? We've both put in the effort and the hard work to grow and, and, and keep that connection strong. So don't think that it happens on its own, people. No. Pay your therapist because <laughs> it's worth it in the long run. Well, very inspiring words. And I think that's a great place to end. Absolutely. It has been an absolute joy to chat with you both today. And I guess that's all, all that's left to say is to break a leg. And we will be front row applauding every single thing that you do. Um, on Friday so we're really excited to see you in London (laughs) (laughs) we're super excited you paid extra to have spit and water fly (laughs) at you at all points in the show oh no (laughs) no we don't do that anymore yeah we're (laughs) spitting at the audience we swallow now we learn to swallow I'm glad I'm glad To all our listeners in the UK, don't forget to check out Together Again Again's tour dates, as it's very likely Jinx Monsoon and Major Scales will be just down the road from you soon. You can find more details on Jinx's socials. And do not forget to let us know that you have listened to the show on social media. We are on Instagram at queer underscore talk, and on Twitter, we are queer talk underscore. Until next time. Bye! bye.